times. <laughs> Guess what I just did? Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> I just accidentally ate a bunch of ants, <laughs> like a bunch, <laughs> because <laughs> like a lot. Um, no. So there's like a lot of tiny, tiny, tiny ants. Like I've never seen ants so small. Like they're probably mm-hmm. like half the size of the ants in LA. So mm-hmm. they're just like around and it's like if you leave something out it'll take two hours or so for them to get to it and mm-hmm. so I had that mango muffin that mm-hmm. I was eating yesterday <laughs> and there was <laughs> I wrapped it in plastic and like put it on my shelf and I didn't think about it but it's like it's not like I airtight wrapped it you know yeah and then I get home last <laughs> night and I was like I look at it and I'm like oh that was dumb I should probably put it in the fridge then I put it in the fridge then this morning just now like right before we podcasted I had a moment of like I want sugar and I just took it out of the fridge ate it immediately and then I looked down on it and there was just like a ton of ants had made their way inside it but what's crazy this is also interesting this like connects to childhood is that when I was a little kid I actually have a photo in my bedroom right now of Bella Mm -hmm. and I Bella's my sister for Christmas one year we got these Bill Nye the science guy Bella friend of the pod (laughs) Bella, friend of the pod, family of the pod. Uh, <laughs> and one of the Christmas gifts we got was this Bill Nye the Science Guy, like, ant science kit. And all you no. would do is freeze ants. And so you would, it came with tweezers, a tiny plastic box. And you would, basically, it was Wait, just was teaching this, so you. So it was like an ant farm? It was, no, it was just like a way to tell you that, like, certain animals fall asleep in cold temperatures and that ants they mm. fall asleep in cold temperatures like they seem like they're dead and then they come back alive mm-hmm. so it was literally just like a kid's like science like something you'd get at the discovery store mm-hmm. and so I have a photo in my room right now of my sister and I at Palisades Park yeah. <laughs> with tweezers picking up ants to freeze at our house later and then oh I'm thinking God. I just ate all these ants that seemed dead but they were just asleep and I know that because I had my ant kit so I just oh, ate a wow. bunch of asleep ants it was funny I they didn't Sleeping obviously I didn't ants. taste them or even know it was happening I just started cracking up like I was like I really just like <laughs> ate a bunch of ants like that's what oh I did today <laughs> that makes sense because it's so hard to eat a bunch of ants because they're always moving but if you would like put them in a cryogenic sleep <laughs> I love that you see it as like a way that I like beat the system to like eat You crack ants. the code. <laughs> guys, I, I, if anyone has been looking at ants just dying to eat them. Uh, fun fact. Yeah. <laughs> My God. So yeah, that happened. But wow. Amazing muffin. So worth it. Yeah. You've been living fast and hard with these ants. I know. They're really everywhere. Like I was at a fancy restaurant the other day and they were just like on the table just like in a line like more than I've ever seen and it's just like part of it Hmm. it's just part of the deal man fucking ants how nice (laughs) how nice to be around uh nature (laughs) honestly yeah it's funny somebody said this uh recently to me where they were like the cockroaches in Hawaii that you see are just like way less gross than city cockroaches because Mm. of like the context and just the vibe and they really just feel like bugs luckily Mm. i never see them indoors but you know on the streets it's like when you see cockroaches in la you're like ew oh my god like they're just gross and like here you're like oh it's almost like seeing a big centipede or something context context is cockroaches are probably like organic yeah you could could, i really respect cockroaches i've said it say it again and ants i love ants (laughs) i had um 
My high school boyfriend used to say that I looked like an ant. <laughs> I don't I don't see it, but <laughs> like from the side. <laughs> on my right side. Anyways. I feel like this is a trick and I don't want to fall into it. <laughs> no, no. It's not even real. Um, it was just an inside joke we had and we had a class together because on my right side mm-hmm. I was like don't I look like an ant and then he was on my right side in a class and then in the middle of the mm-hmm. class he this is Costa he'd like turn to me and be like ant <laughs> like you're an ant oh my god that's so it makes funny no I never knew you guys had a class together yeah it was the best because he was like a class clown mm-hmm. and he was my boyfriend and so he'd be mm-hmm. funny and I'd just be like that's my baby like, he'd just make everyone laugh, but he, but in a really, yeah, he was good. That sounds funny, so fun. Funny exes. Yeah, that's the only thing I miss about high school, is, like, yeah. that when there was a funny kid in the class that just, like, shook everything up. <laughs> I know, I know. I wish I had had the opportunity to be in school with my boyfriend. Like, my boyfriend was, like, always at another school and then, like, went to college, and I just never had that, like... Yeah, you had, like, the Oh, adults. he's sitting in the room. <laughs> yeah, that's real. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool, I guess. Yeah. It's like movie vibes. Like you kiss in the hallway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Start wearing leggings every day and you're like, why did I start wearing leggings in abandoned fashion? Oh, yeah, it's because I go to school with my boyfriend. (laughs) (laughs) That's what happens. But you can also abandon fashion when your boyfriend doesn't go to your school because he's never going to see it. Yeah, that's true. If anyone's listening now. (laughs) You have options. So are we going to talk about... Speaking of fashion. Yeah, tea, good, good. Good little transitory. (laughs) Lots of uh, looks at the inauguration this Oh Yeah, we're going to talk about that. So wait, what did you watch of the inauguration? Okay, so first off, Hawaii time is two hours behind LA time and then five hours behind Mm -hmm. New York time. So Mm. it would have started at 6 a.m. for me. Mm -hmm. And I've been staying up till like 3, like talking to people (laughs) talking to my crush um and uh so it was kind of like a really big mission for me like it felt like I was waking up for the airport but I wanted us to watch it I wanted to watch it obviously because we were going to talk about it and also just in case anything crazy went down which I expected Mm -hmm. it didn't happen um Mm -hmm. so I woke up actually naturally at 7 a.m and I was dead tired like I normally would have just gone back to sleep but then I turned on my computer started watching it I opened at the part where the poet was poeting she was talking mm. that was amazing Amanda Gorman. I yeah, could not so I great. could not get over her Prada headband no like I, I just know. saw the logo and I was like oh my god because I'm not into I'm not like into designer stuff obviously but like Prada is the one designer that like I actually yeah. care about like I'll notice and be like that's Prada that's Prada yeah 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 um but yeah, beautiful, like this like red Prada headband. And that's when I woke yeah, up. Yeah, she it was, was when great. she was she was saying her poems. So that was really great. And then I watched it for a bit. There was a lot of Obama pointing and waving. Love that. And mm-hmm. then I started to fall asleep and I had this really funny experience where well, I saw some parts of it, like I saw some like very ritualistic things that I want to talk about. Just the whole mm-hmm. It just seemed like they were being walked from room to room, like in a video game, being like, here is the painting, and here are two awards, and now hug yeah. the old VP and wave while they drive away. It was so crazy. Um, yeah. But yeah, I fell asleep, and then I thought that I was waking up randomly to watch it, uh-huh. and I, but I was actually just dreaming, and so I thought that Rihanna was performing. <laughs> like, I had this dream, oh, yeah. I guess. <laughs> like, I woke up, and I was me like... that. I just remembered you were like, did Rihanna perform? 
<laughs> yeah, I woke up and was like, what up, Rihanna? Um, <laughs> but no, I woke up. I thought that I woke up and that Rihanna was singing. And I remember being like, oh, no way. And then I woke up for real later. And I was like, oh, damn, like Rihanna sang. And yeah, then yeah. I, I just dreamt it. I also had a dream that there was these like Chinese dancers. I don't even think there were <laughs> like in my dream. So I'm. Yeah, I missed all of the, like, performance parts. I guess I just woke up for, like, the really business part. Yeah, I was, like, I was around for just a lot of standing on the stairs. (laughs) (laughs) The outfits were great. Um, I, what did you think of, I guess what I'm trying to say is, yeah, it's, like, there was a lot of opinions online. I didn't think much of it. I thought it was Mm -hmm. a really normal ceremony, then it wasn't until I was on like Twitter and stuff that I saw the different angles and some people were mm-hmm. like amazing like finally you know like a very mm-hmm. symbolic beautiful ceremony to commemorate like the ending of a terrible era and then other people were like I can't believe you know celebrities are part of the inauguration I can't believe that the inauguration mm-hmm. was held during a pandemic I can't believe that it was you know Met Gala-esque <laughs> you know and that mm-hmm. everyone was talking about the outfits um do you feel any type of way like do you relate in any of those directions or yeah no so I kind of I I saw some of that too um and I because I woke up for like the very beginning roll like literally rolled over in bed at 7 a.m wait I feel like Chris and we started watching (laughs) I just want to say first because I think some people didn't watch the inauguration and I mm-hmm. want us to get in the habit of maybe, like, when we talk about, like, news to be, like, just in case you didn't watch it. <laughs> oh, just yes, in case so you recap. didn't watch it, it was a huge event, and it was Met Gala-esque in the sense that everyone, um, especially the women, were dressed in, like, really specific, like, suits and, like, beautiful outfits. Um, there were some stars there. Lady Gaga performed. Were there, what are the other celebrities J-Lo. did you see? Christy Teigen, John Legend. Brooks. J-Lo. Yeah, so it felt like a very, like, a big event and it felt like it transcended the political in the sense that it was like an upscale event like it was like a mm-hmm. upscale haughty hair done like, I event. agree with that I also felt when I was watching it I kind of thought it was it seemed pretty like low-key and kind of Same. boring <laughs> it looked like um, back to school night I was like this is the end of back to school night but for like 10 hours <laughs> yeah and it seemed like because I feel like we've all been at those events in some way, obviously not at an inauguration, but, like, it's sort of the same drudgery as, um, like, a high school graduation where you have, like, you parade out, then you sit and you watch speeches for forever. A couple speeches are good, and then you get your name called, and it's, like, 30 seconds on the, the stage, and then it's over. And then mm-hmm. you go and you sit down and you have to watch more stuff happen that doesn't really, like, involve you. And mm-hmm. I kind of felt like, obviously, the cameras were trained on the people that we were excited to see, like, the Obamas and, you know, the Obamas and, like, the Obamas. But <laughs> but <laughs> it wasn't actually, like, that glamorous. Like, the, there were a lot of people from, the, from Congress that were there and just <laughs> sitting around. And a lot of the people, the audience that was there was really, really small because of COVID. Yeah, and quite basic. I don't know. Like... I feel like the photos yeah. after the fact of, like, everyone looking great, the few people that look great, you know what I mean? Like, there was kind of just mm-hmm. a handful of people that, like, looked amazing. 
Um, yeah, and you had like Amy Klobuchar who like opened the ceremony, who <laughs> basically wore what she wears to work every day. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, it like just, it just and all the men looked exactly the same in like suits and masks. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think, but it's like if you're you're also an, if you're an outside character, then obviously it's almost like those people were overdressed and everyone else was kind of. <laughs> showing up for another work day that mm-hmm. was just highly televised that's kind of what I got from it before I went on the interwebs mm. you know I also was just to me it was such a moment of the paradox of like the internet critic because for example there was so much backlash for the Kamala Vogue cover because they said it wasn't glamorous enough you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying mm-hmm. so it's like Vogue had that cover of her just looking really like casual in converse and not and hardly posing at all and everyone was like mm-hmm. why didn't you put her in a gown and diamonds you know as you should correct yeah and then the, in, in the her, inauguration her it's like she just looks beautiful she's in a great suit you yeah. know the the event is super dignified and everyone's like what are you talking about you gaudy bitches <laughs> you know it's like dude like whose side are you on you can never please the public ever you will never right. ever please the public whether you're a celebrity or just a person <laughs> you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i i saw i've totally saw that parallel as well and i th- was trying to think about it because you know there was the opinion of this shouldn't have even happened it shouldn't have been a big event um it should have been some people i saw were saying it like, shouldn't have it, been a big event right as opposed to what a, just like oh it happened we passed over the power good night Right, like a small, because the thing is, like, that's what I, the whole thing with the inauguration is it's a, it takes two seconds to swear those people in. So, Mm -hmm. (laughs) so you make like a three hour event of a two minute actual occasion. And so it also takes one minute to have a birthday and yet. Yeah. But I do think that if we, (laughs) if we hadn't have had this giant thing, it would have 100% sent the wrong message and also been received with absolute outrage, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and Yeah, definitely the, you know, more outrage. And it beat it was beat over the head by all of the television networks that I was switching in between watching. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> two weeks prior, there was an insurrection at the Capitol. Like, it, there was a mob that attacked the Capitol. And so yeah. if we hadn't have done this, it would have been, like, just a terrible look like the optics yeah, also, would have been just so bad i keep seeing this thing of and i i find it very american honestly mm-hmm. like i find it very american to be like why are we celebrating why are we wearing nice things and it's just mm-hmm. like i can't speak for the whole country but just like i feel like other countries especially brazil is like that's just part of life is taking celebration extremely seriously and by seriously mm-hmm. i mean being really extra mm-hmm. you know it's like growing up that's i remember my dad yeah, my dad used to always say, oh, if we were in Brazil right now, you would, you should see the party we would be having, you know? And so I grew up being really aware of the fact that if, if someone's birthday, if someone's having a baby, if someone's graduating, events are taken so seriously out there. And of course, mm-hmm. now in current society of, you know, we're at this like mega consumerism, but it starts at a very like rooted place of like, if you go back, <laughs> you know, ancestors ago, it's just like taking your joy and celebration seriously. And now that manifests right. in like, you know, my, uh, you know, there's a, <laughs> I'm, just thinking of, <laughs> I'm just thinking of my, my aunts that had a boss baby themed party. Oh, no <laughs> <way>. <laughs> and I, 
to God. It was a little helicopter. There was like a, a little like helicopter that they like descended into the party in. No yeah, way. Yeah, with the baby. Because it was, I think, the first or second birthday of like the, their baby who looks like Boss Baby. And they're also uh. like, it's my, what's well, my cousin? No, it's my cousin and her husband who's like a rich plastic surgeon but it's like my cousin uh-huh. like married him and I think she's a judge um <laughs> so they're just like you know they go for it but even if you're not rich yeah. you like you then you invest in the food you have like a huge you have these huge tiers of like the they call them brigadeiros you've had them before those little chocolate mm-hmm. balls uh, and, like, oh, yeah. you have just a crazy table <laughs> of like yeah even my the side of my family that's you know not as financially abundant <laughs> you know they'll like rent out a fucking you know thing and somebody will perform and everyone will get like a, a the same t-shirt and have to wear it and like you mm. know the gifts are you give gifts in front of everybody and you're like I gave you this you know and it's like it's ritual <laughs> you know yeah. and it's like yeah so when I think about Americans being like it should have been you know three people in a in a room and taken seriously I'm like what planet are you guys on like the rest of the world mm-hmm. is so culturally rich <laughs> You know, Mm -hmm. in the sense, and it's like, obviously, these rituals are now like deeply informed by, you know, consumerism and optics, but they come from a really real place and a very human place of needing to see glory (laughs) and effort. Yeah. And celebration, you know. And I do think it's really hard to (laughs) comprehend change, like as a human, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think it is important to have some sort of signifying event that says like, okay, guys, like this era is closing. We're opening a new era. Mm-hmm. And it's, that's why we have ceremonies in general. And like, you know, totally, totally. sure. There's a lot of performative aspects of ceremony, mm-hmm. especially this one was like crazy in, mm-hmm. in some ways, but we are performative. Like life is a performative mm-hmm. experience. And so Absolutely. I was like, ceremonies are actually one of the most honest things that we can do because we're like addressing our performative nature Mm -hmm. and and they're symbolic demands of lives our attachment to symbol you know our attachment to like you know why is michelle obama wearing like a purple suit you know what i mean it's like and what does Mm -hmm. that represent what is that like beautiful matching very fitted you know what i mean like just the look of that how does that make me feel you know and it's like right right we all have that whether you want to be aware of it or not whether your impulse your like knee-jerk reaction is to be like oh my god you know a very nice designer suit that's a symbol of excess you know but the truth Mm -hmm. is is like your brain is still going like what does this color mean to me what does this symmetry mean to me you know yeah what does this gold statement belt mean to me and it's like we're such visual beings and I think anyone who criticizes an event like that I'm like well do you have birthday parties did you have a graduation you know were you Mm -hmm. looking forward to your graduation or did you say oh no I just I just want the piece of paper and I want to go home because that's the truth and that's not excessive you know Mm-hmm. it's like there's a reason these things exist and I think you know <laughs> I think they're so important you know and I, I actually yeah. had a conversation with my friend recently who um, just finished writing a script <laughs> you know mm-hmm. 150 pages through the pandemic which is so successful so beautiful and they were having trouble feeling good about it and I was like it's because it's the pandemic and you can't go celebrate you can't go out with your friends and order, you know, a nice drink and have everyone congratulate you and dress up and perform the act of going into a new era, which is who you are now as a person who completed an 150 page script and is proud of it, you know? Mm, Yeah. And that's the thing. If we just passed moment to moment, I think 
I don't know. I, I think it would be very dull, and I think I think we need that. I think we're ritualistic. I think beings. so too. I think so too. I I remember not this past most recent holiday season, but the one before it, before the pandemic, and I was feeling very grinchy and kind of. Mm -hmm. Uh, like nihilistic and I was like I wish we didn't have any holidays at all I wish we didn't Mm -hmm. have any like whatever and (laughs) and my friend uh, said well you know I mean yeah but it's a way to pass the time and show that time is passing Mm. and like signify it and if anything (laughs) that's the importance of it and it's it and now this past year when there was like no time marking at all like the Mm -hmm. holidays were more important to me and I was I was able to be like okay like I'm gonna make the most of what I can with this distanced Mm -hmm. holiday and and it it felt more important for sure and and uh I don't know like I guess the other aspect of it was just like the people who were there that weren't politicians but I mean, what what were your thoughts on like? I guess you weren't you were asleep <laughs> for a of it, but I mean, you saw like yeah, you saw Rihanna. I saw Rihanna. Like she's a big star. <laughs> yeah, she's a big star. I but I kind of like the celebrities okay. that were there for the inauguration. To mm-hmm. me, were very specifically chosen and like and kind of indicated what this administration is going to set about doing. Like Lady mm-hmm. Gaga is a. And I'm not a huge, like, person who's aware of celebrity, so I'm not... It's a perspective that I'm very aware that I hold. But, like, mm. Lady Gaga is a very much, like, an LGBTQ activist and mm. and stands up for the rights of people. And then the administration signed um, an executive order yesterday that was targeted to help protect LGBTQ rights. So mm-hmm. that was, like, a really specific choice. And then... JLo is like a self-made woman like I don't know it's a, <laughs> she she, her, she, her representation JLo I, I still don't understand current JLo like to me she's always going to be like Jenny <laughs> from the block from like when I was a kid and so when I see her now I'm like who like I just wonder like who like what people think of her who like don't have the 90s 2000s JLo in their hearts you know yeah 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 I guess she's well, like a I pop see, star. Like, well, she's, like, also a very savvy businesswoman and has a... Love that I think her. she has a production company and, like, she produced Hustlers, like... Mm. Or, yeah, I think she produced it. But, like, she... I mean, she... Her being there was really significant. Mm. I, I thought that it was Symbolic. It's just another freaking symbol in the ritual of inauguration. I also... We'll yeah. get into that after. I really want to talk about... I don't know. Just, like, ritual and stuff. Mm. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> What was I going to say? Okay, so you asked me what I thought of the celebrity. Okay, I had two feelings because I saw the criticism for celebrity. I saw the criticism for Chrissy Teigen getting involved. And I was just like, dude, you guys need to shut the fuck up because you've been pressuring Wait, celebrities. Her, what was Chrissy's, Chrissy's criticism for being involved? Well, she was, like, posting a lot about it. And then she said, like, I must have done really well in a past life or something. Oh, no, she wrote her okay. captions. Oh, yes. I must have done... Chrissy Teigen wrote, I must have done really well in a past life. And then the photo was her, John Legend, and I think the kids too, right? We're just like at the White House. Okay, yeah, I did see that. At the White House. Yeah. And then she also had Biden follow her or something. Like Mm -hmm, it it mm -hmm. was like somebody was like the only, you know, um, president, celebrity president followed. And I was just like, dude, like it was so annoying to me because I was like the past five years has have been everyone just obsessively attacking celebrities who have nothing to do with politics and who don't 
really, you know, know what they're doing. And that, in, in my opinion, honestly should, you know, just be followed for their artistry that they actually give. Um, just obsessively scrutinizing them and forcing them to be political, which, mm-hmm. once again, it's not forcing the person to put be political because your relationship to a celebrity will never be a relationship, right? It's a relationship to what they perform and put out for you. So essentially mm-hmm. the public says, please perform some political correctness for us. Please perform some, you know, use your platform to inspire people to be more political. And then they do, which inevitably manifests in being followed by a president and like you know even i'm thinking of kim kardashian now like going to the president's office to get people pardoned which is a very Mm -hmm. good thing and essentially them just being like all right i'll do it (laughs) you know Mm -hmm, and then mm -hmm. everyone gets mad and i'm like dude you created this if you wanted Mm -hmm. your celebrities you know it's like it it just kind of proves the point that people don't really poke at celebrities for actual truth they just poke because to poke you know yeah that's interesting yeah because it's like think about it if you were if everyone's goal was really to get celebrities in the mainframe using their platform Mm -hmm. for good it's like we'd be celebrating these things (laughs) you know we'd celebrate kim going to trump we'd celebrate you know you know chrissy Teigen being a voice in the political sphere i also don't think it's a negative thing because the other thing i don't understand either is that well, then whose side are you on? Because it's not like politicians are really that great. You know, it's almost like to Mm -hmm. say like, oh, don't let the celebrities in because, you know, they're going to infect the political sphere. It's like, well, what is the political sphere doing other than being deeply secretive and clearly problematic in ways that we find out later because we have no insight into their lives and we don't have contact with them as we do with celebrities. You know, it's like Chrissy Teigen Mm -hmm. can be bullied into submission on Twitter you know but we don't know half the name of congress people that are actually doing things to our lives and now that celebrity is coming into kind of the game if you think of people like aoc for example who have a strong internet presence we know what she looks like we know what she dresses like we know what she's thinking i'm sure she's done i feel like i've seen her do like cooking with me videos you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) like we're getting so personal and it's like i can see the fear in that just because it's I mean it's pretty small brain to me to just immediately be like celebrity politician you know mm-hmm. non either you know it's like let's like really think about what's happening and if anything it makes the proximity closer you know yeah that's how I feel is like there are people who the people who are speaking out about the inauguration are people who are really informed and like would have watched it anyway and would have paid attention mm-hmm. anyway but the truth of it is is like a lot of people don't care about politics, but they do care totally. about the celebrities that they follow and and fashion. They care about and good fashion, fits, and they care about good hair. <laughs> yeah, no, <you're laughs> they so care right. about the show. And so it's like if Chrissy Teigen is live streaming from her windowsill, people mm-hmm. are going to be like, "Oh, dude, the inauguration's today," mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's the truth of it. And mm-hmm. and Matt Gala. it's if anything, it's kind of like then more people will be like, oh, like, there's Biden's Twitter account. He follows Mm -hmm. Chrissy Teigen. And it's kind of like it is – say what you will about celebrity culture, but we are here. We're steeped in it Mm -hmm. in many ways. And so (laughs) maybe it's more about bringing it together as much as possible in, like, a healthy way so that people can – there is a bleed of, like – pop culture i don't know i i mean i don't really know but it's, it's no, it I doesn't feel i get what you're saying 
It's like the yeah. academics are mad, but they underestimate the fact that not ev- like literally the majority of the world and this country are not academics that mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying and it's like people underestimate the value in that performance in the show, you know what I mean? And it's right, like if it right, takes right. Lady Gaga performing at a political event to get more people into politics or more people like tuned in, then so fucking be it. But you need to be mm-hmm. aware of that. You need to be aware of the fact that your academic circle, you know, your circle of people who can, you know, theorize and, and, and hate on all these things. It's like you need to realize like your elitist position in that sense. Like you get mm-hmm, to have that opinion mm-hmm. that's been, you know, beaten into you by, you know, your superiors <laughs> and then stay in these circles that feel the same way about things. Then you get to forget about all the people out there who wouldn't, you know, touch politics with a 10 foot pole. But when they, mm-hmm. you know, see beautiful photos of, Michelle Obama and um, see that one of their favorite pop stars is singing, they, they're like, oh, whoa, okay, this is happening. Like, I don't know. I think it's mm-hmm. just reality. And I, yeah, you know, I feel very aware of that, you know, even with, you know, spirituality and stuff, I, I always tell people it's like <laughs> the person wearing the t shirt that says good vibes only, you know, is very close to being on track with, you know, <laughs> reading an entire you know book by I don't know Ram Dass like all you know like some kind of (laughs) spiritual teacher is like they're poking at it you know let them poke at it you know um (laughs) that's interesting (laughs) the spectrum of a of awareness for a phenomenon (laughs) yeah 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 good vibes only um spiritual gangster um yeah there's trying yeah (laughs) Well, that's the thing is, like, AOC is, like, this is what I, this is what I was thinking about. It's like, I've been watching the show The Crown, Mm -hmm. which is about the British monarchy. (laughs) And the monarchy resisted celebrity in a lot of ways and resisted, um, you know, becoming personal with with their uh, subjects or, I don't Mm. know if subjects is the word that we can use now, but (laughs) their Mm. population. (laughs) And... And because of that, the monarchy has faded in its relevance, which, you know, relevance is is also like a hot word, but the monarchy does have power and the monarchy does have the ability to, um, a lot of philanthropic work is done by the monarchy, but people Mm -hmm. don't know about it. People don't really care unless you're now just like a weird, like British (laughs) Mm -hmm. fanatic, right? But when Lady Di came into the, to the chat, like she brought people's imaginations to life and she was able to do so much in her short life because she Mm -hmm. kind of leaned into this celebrity Mm -hmm. and I was kind of thinking like AOC is she's fresh on the scene she Mm -hmm. is taking advantage of her her ability to communicate over social media go on twitch and play video games Mm and um and people are pushing back against her and from every angle but she's doing something that no one is doing Mm. um and it's kind of like yeah if we continue if we push our politicians into sort of these boxes they're just like the public isn't gonna look for them you know Mm -hmm. but like when aoc goes live then people watch and when Mm -hmm. people people don't see her speeches that she makes in congress unless she put posts them on Instagram Mm -hmm. and then they go viral it's kind of like the reality is there at this point so Mm -hmm. it's also a form of transparency 
Like, I mean, mm-hmm. I was poking at this earlier, but it's like you demand transparency from your politicians. And what does that mean? That means literally them showing you more of their life, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Literally, like it's us. And maybe transparency is really just more opportunities for people to character ID someone from the outside, which is also not sustainable, you know? Because yeah. it can all, it's all still yeah. performance. It can be all designed. It can be all tweaked. And it's funny. It's like people ask for transparency, and I think that can be achieved in some way. But giving more information feels like transparency, you know, when it really is mm-hmm. just content, chosen right. content, you know, and then an audience of people desperately trying to character idea. It. It's like, <laughs> it's it, actually, it's funny. I want to go here too because. Like, we're thinking, like, oh, AOC is giving us so much. It's like she shows us her cooking a pie. She shares her speech. She talks about how she feels about things all the time. Um, And so on a daily basis, I can think about AOC and be like, wow, she's really giving us stuff. But if you really look at the Mm. facts, you're like, oh, she posted one video yesterday, a couple tweets, right? right? And I have Mm. this experience with Sai Swoon where I really, really, really saw this firsthand. Mm. And it was when people thought they knew everything about my life because my stories Mm. were long. Mm-hmm. Or that my captions were long. And I was like, you guys step back for a second. I posted one long caption in one week. <laughs> mm-hmm, a story mm-hmm. is 15 seconds. So even if I have eight eight stories of my day and you see maybe pretty palm trees and unboxing, my breakfast, and you think that that's my whole day just because Instagram has a way of making you feel like you're seeing it all. Right. And then you think you know everything. And so people would mm-hmm. do this to me and also my other friends who are – influencers who are public and just be like they would just think that we were literally like asleep if we weren't that like the rest of it and I was like I have this whole life you've never seen before but Instagram and social media convinces you that you're getting it all and so you're convinced that you're in these people lives you're convinced that you have the whole story and you never ever ever do but it works I see it all the time I see it in the way people talk to me I see it in the way that they talk to my friends and they think that they have a map of your life and it's so far, you know? And so mm-hmm. when I think of celebrity coming to the political sphere, it's like, yeah, that's great. I think that's closer to transparency. That's closer to an accountability where you can actually communicate with these people, go after them on Twitter, whatever. But mm. don't for one second think that that translates into transparency, right? Yeah, because it's still yeah. designed. And if anything, it's actually a more powerful tool than not saying anything, you know? Yeah. Because you can yeah. create these narratives. And it really takes an audience to be smarter. It's like... I can't tell you how amazed I was as how at how much people were like, oh, you're so vulnerable. You tell us everything. I'm like, I don't I tell you two percent like I can say that, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and to think that people made that up in their heads. I mean, that's happening all the time. You know, people probably think they know everything about AOC. She could have like 10 boyfriends. We would never know. I've never seen a man on her profile. (laughs) You know, she could have like very secret, so many secrets. And she probably does, you know. Yeah. 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 And. I feel like celebrity yeah. can be a really good way to, I don't know, uh, what is it? Simulate truth and closeness. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and I do think also people are looking to celebrities and but looking to celebrities for some sort of political content because there obviously is like a gaping hole mm-hmm. in the political system where people feel um, powerless or they feel like they won't be heard, mm-hmm. which is true. Absolutely. Like, I couldn't get in touch with my local council member here on Mm -hmm. the L.A. City Council if I tried, right? Mm -hmm. So that's totally real. But 
there is, like there's a reason for people like turning to someone who you can tweet at and maybe they'll tweet you back mm-hmm. maybe they'll respond to your story or whatever mm-hmm. <laughs> sound like it's a grandmother exciting. talking but <laughs> but maybe you know they'll... it's like there's a reason <laughs> send you a poke on facebook <laughs> maybe the carrier pigeon will come today <laughs> maybe they'll sms <laughs> so to add to the inauguration thoughts um it was something that I'm really obsessed with talking about, and I mentioned it in the Spells and Rituals Guide as well, but this idea that when we hear about rituals, when we hear about spells, especially when they're in the context of spirituality or witchcraft, it's seen as this sort of wild, mystical thing that you have to harness and understand, and it's so out of this world, when in reality, ritual is everywhere, and it's in some of the most mainstream systems, if anything, and the inauguration, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had this moment when I was awake and watching where I was like, okay, a woman <laughs> recites a powerful poem, right? She leaves. Everyone shuffles mm-hmm. to the next room. They show a painting that they chose, and then they describe why they chose it. What mm-hmm. does this ritual item represent to us in this moment, right? They all sat around and, and had this painting on the wall and surrounded it, talked about it. Next thing, they go into another room, mm-hmm. and there's this glass award on the table and one is for Kamala one is for Biden and you know and then they explain how much they weigh and they're like yours has the White House on it and yours has the Capitol building and they're 33 pounds each and it was just another reminder and I like I said I wrote this in the spells rituals guide and I was like you know if you are confused by rituals just look around like on your birthday Mm -hmm. you bake a cake which is very symbolic and bodacious (laughs) You put a candle in it, mm-hmm. you light a little fire on a little candle, and you blow it out and make a wish. In graduation, I remember right. my sister's graduation from college. That was like, that's when it became so apparent for me, where I was like, this is a very mainstream system that, you know, because there's always this illusion that sort of witchcraft and these kind of mystical practices are their opposite would be like American college energy, you know, like the academic yeah. science shit or whatever. Um, and so when I saw watch my sister graduate, I was like, are you kidding me? Like, we're here for two hours as people get sashes put on them and speeches made right. and specific, <laughs> you know, specific, you know, you stop at this guy, yeah. he like pats you on the back, you go to the next guy, he gives you this. And like, it's like this every year. You move the little tassel from yes, one that's, okay, corner thank of you. the hat to Exactly the other. that. Like, you're yeah. moving a tassel yeah. from one side of your hat to another. You're moving... Yeah. <laughs> a tassel (laughs) from one side of a hat to another (laughs) like what and then you think that it's wild when someone says light three white candles you know think about Mm -hmm, it mm -hmm. um and i just it gets me so like juiced to think about the fact that ritual is so innate and i personally feel and i want your opinion on this (laughs) that the only reason it's (laughs) been you know witchcraft decised or sort of made into this separate thing is because it's so powerful you know and I think of all the Mm -hmm. things that church kind of commodified as their only thing I think about prayer I think about the power of prayer when it's not to God you know when you just talk out loud to yourself or if you just pray out just whoever's listening how powerful that is and how it took something like the church to say you know if you're not praying to God you're either crazy or talking to the devil you know and same with ritual Mm -hmm. it's like if you're not doing these rituals that we've designed for you and that we've marked as safe then you're crazy and you're being witchy and weird and it's like because they know because Mm -hmm. we're symbolic beings (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. and we can alter Mm -hmm. our subconscious and we can alter our realities with these simple little 
you know, performances, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Right. Performative ceremonies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> James, if you, she's on, we're on the Zoom and she made like a, a beautiful arc with her hands. Like she's making a rainbow. <laughs> Performative ceremony. <laughs> no, totally. I mean, you think about, uh, like the Celtic pagans had so much going on. And one of my favorite books <laughs> is called um, Anamkara by John O'Donohue. Mm-hmm. And he talks about, you know, we're creatures made of mud. <clears throat> Excuse me. We're creatures made of <laughs> Do mud. Do you for you to say that and... in that voice? <laughs> we're creatures made of mud. <laughs> <laughs> we're creatures made of mud. The Celtic god just, um, like, stop by to make that better. Possess. The oh mud god. god. Possess. No, I'm um, just kidding. That's not funny. <laughs> ah! <laughs> and the lotto numbers are... <laughs> But yeah, it's like <laughs> that was good. Oh my god, my computer. Okay, so I laughed oh, and god. I was like jolting the couch. Um, okay, continue. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like there's so much there, there, and I do think we were so much more connected before organized religion took hold. And there's a reason. Again, we talked about this in, in another podcast, but religion largely was created to control mm-hmm. us and take away the innate instinctual power mm-hmm. that we all have and the connection that mm-hmm. we have. And something that I see now that really angers me and something that I have now like figured is like my life's work is creating the, this access to mindfulness or meditation. Mm-hmm. It has been commodified and is like, you have to do this specific mm-hmm. thing and go to these classes and like find your your yoga teacher Mm -hmm. guru and then go to (laughs) and it's like that's not necessary and and what needs to happen is like turning everything Mm -hmm. off as much as possible obviously we now we need uh guides i think in some form but there's so much to look outward on and all of this is sort of the same Mm -hmm. as religion and back in the day we didn't have a, a million platforms with which to um, get information, but there was religion. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, it definitely came about because it was like, oh, these people don't need mm-hmm. us. We're going to take away the tools that they have, tell them that they're in mortal mm-hmm. danger, and then we'll be able to control mm-hmm. them. But that it's, yeah, it's it does make mm-hmm. me mad. Um. Yeah, and there's a lot, <laughs> I love looking at religions because there's just so much truth in them. You know, in the sense that, mm-hmm. like, I mean, we talk about this all the time. You know, it's like every religion's idea of heaven is essentially just a poke at vibration-raising energy. Like, there's so much truth in it. I love yes, studying yes. it, but it's just so apparent that they used, you know, they used it to be a government, essentially. Um, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, there's a lot of beauty in religion and reading religious texts. And I have a, a cousin who's studying the Torah, Torah and getting like her master's or whatever Torah. like it's beautiful <laughs> I just but... love the Torah I think it's like because <laughs> well, it's always around you know it's like you the bar mitzvah it's like there's the Torah I think it's mm-hmm. the most like out of all the religious texts or like sacred texts it's like handled the best 
you know like bibles are like mm. they're like in motel drawers and you just think about people like for sure doing crack next to them and then the torah is like <laughs> yeah it's a scroll and it's being read by like a 13 year old boy coming into his like <laughs> it's just like the torah it, it yeah, seems yeah, so yeah. Protect- like it's airtight <laughs> Yeah, the Torah is yeah, great. The Torah is great. The um, Torah is great. I do love the concept of the Bibles in the hotel drawers. Like, oh, oh, what's that? Is that a Bible? Oh yeah, like checking yeah. if it's just there. imagining. Yeah, wow. Just think about that. You know, the fact that the Bible in the hotel drawer has left the building, kind of. Like you'll never. Yeah, and the, but someone was like, I think this is gonna mm-hmm. work. I think that this this idea <laughs> is gonna get people It'll balance out the motel <laughs> energy. <laughs> Yeah. Just a girl that was like, we need to balance. Like, um, I have a question. Do you think the reason, I guess, religions fail and just... Do you feel like we all have custom souls? Like, do you think... Because mm. I've been thinking about this recently where I was like, spirituality to me is two things, right? It's an awareness of a shared design, right? It is a oneness, right? Mm-hmm. But it's like mm-hmm. also an awareness of your custom language with that design in the sense that Christianity might work for someone, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In the sense that it helps them get to the place that they're supposed to get spiritually, you know, which is, I think, more simple than mm-hmm. any religion leads on, right? Which is just if Christianity is a vessel mm-hmm. for you and it doesn't make you hateful, it doesn't make you egotistical and it helps you raise your vibration and feel community and that's where it stops I think that it's successful but it obviously doesn't do that with most people but I feel like that vessel of getting somewhere is the same as someone just alone who meditates every day you know who Mm -hmm. maybe hasn't even read a sacred text in their life but they're listening um Mm -hmm. but yeah do you think (laughs) like everyone's on a custom spiritual journey and has a custom language and that's it yeah, that's interesting. I think I do think about this from time to time because I and I can't say that I fully made up my mind because it, we will never know. Um, and so I can't pretend to mm-hmm. know. But I think I do think at like our very, very, very most distilled essence, we are 100 percent all the mm-hmm. same. We're like all the same mm-hmm. energy. And that's that's what. Yeah, we the are. human energy. And like you know on a scientific level like we are all energy we're all vibration Mm -hmm. and that's what i think about a lot um i do think that within that you have yeah you have people that feel like they are the descendants of aliens (laughs) and they are getting special messages from from them and then you have people that really resonate with with yeah like the messages of jesus and um you know it there's there then there's different filters right and I think that that just comes from the different like steps of energy that we all have Mm. I think that we have different um, levels of our Mm. beings and I think that how however you can get to the very core is probably different Mm. and it also just is de facto because we are on this physical plane and there are so many barriers to the Mm. spiritual on the physical plane so I think a big part of it, I really do think a, the biggest part of it is like the mind or the mm. ego that how, how, what, whatever can like get in, mm. you know, through the maze, 
we do have like personalized maze totally mazes, totally right which i would say could be the language and the symbols right the language and symbols that we use to all get yeah. to the same place because i that really sticks out to me with you mm-hmm. just said which is like it is a journey to the same place when it's mm-hmm. actually that feeling like you know totally it's the same mm-hmm. feeling it really is and i think the reason why i do believe that is because i can i can feel the same feeling you know reading um Tichnan han i can feel the same feeling reading a namkara mm-hmm. um it's the same i can feel that same feeling just sitting in silence mm-hmm. so it's 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 accessing the same place that we all have that i don't think is custom mm-hmm. i think it is the same yeah. like the design uh, it's a oneness one like design. i think we're accessing a oneness yeah. so maybe the design is shared right the oneness that's the design mm. and then the way to get there is just all different but that's what where i get stumped it's like why is it all different you know why you know does one person need to take a bunch of psychedelics to get to that truth and another person needs to read a bunch of sacred texts and another person needs to you know go through christianity or you know some kind of religion and yeah no i think that that is where the the like human plane just comes mm-hmm. in there's there's no getting around the that tangible journey and right like we all the pinball have machine different <laughs> yeah we all have different schemas and and cultures that we were born into and all of that mm. is going to affect there's so many different factors that affect different things it's like humor it's like humor it's exactly the same as humor we all experience the same feeling when mm. we laugh but a lot of people have different yeah, we have humors to get there in a different way and ways mm. yeah like someone can watch the hangover and be like what is this yeah. trash and then someone else can get it like tattooed on their body so fucking you know? true uh, that's what just mystifies me though is i'm just like i guess it's just the programming the symboling yeah everything so wild so wild um the other day i walked to this store by my house that's like just one of those classic kind of like hippie stores that just has like a bunch of like wrap mm. dresses with like mandalas all over them but they also have really great pants mm. like just like linen like throwaway pants that look really you know just you and i love those things yeah um, yeah i'll take you there when you visit As um I'm so like looking around I, I started to look at these backpacks and this guy who had talked to me a few times while i was there older man also old man in bright purple pants <laughs> bright purple like hippie <laughs> pants and like a white tank top and hairy mm. chest older guy starts talking to me randomly and he by pointing out that the owner of the shop makes mandala houses like they literally build yeah like it looked like a little hippie shop but then it's like a whole kind of design studio on the island and they they specialize in making mandala houses which are essentially just you know from the from an aerial view it's shaped like a circle or mandala and it you know feeds into each other but what he was saying something he said that stuck with me is he said the ego is always in the passenger seat and you know your soul is driving, but when something traumatic happens mm-hmm. or something scary happens, the ego jumps into the driver's seat and takes over the wheel and sometimes just stays there for mm-hmm. too long. <laughs> and I mm-hmm. just thought that mm-hmm. was so great. <laughs> I like yeah. that a lot. That's also funny because I do I do think um, there's such a thing as like a backseat driver, <laughs> which is like someone who's always being like, watch out, totally, watch out. Yeah. Or like, don't drive too yeah. fast. And that's definitely like the ego is like the worst backseat mm-hmm. driver. Um, but I do love that analogy. That's yeah, really totally. Fun. Yeah, it's like if you don't keep it in check, you don't tell your friend, you're like, yo, shut up, I know how to drive, you know, then it'll take mm-hmm. over. But yeah, he said that, and he was like, yeah, the ego is just processing the 3D reality. And I was like, I'm glad we spoke. And then I always get to this point with older spiritualists um, where they start to really hate on technology. And I uh. always present 
the question i say or they hate on technology and they hate on robots and they hate on ai and they hate on like like he was sort of complaining about this new invention where you can kind of go into a pod and get a surgery by like a ai thing like he just saw a video about there it already exists but this one was like super hyper extra and they were showing this woman getting cut open and stuff just like a sci-fi movie and i was like well i was like aren't our bodies matter and this is something i'm always asking these people and i was like well aren't our bodies matter and like can't you achieve the oneness without nature (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. because i think about being in the city and how you know if you think about yeah you grew up in la and you still were able to meditate and get a oneness without being in a place that was abundant in like nature at all and i always Mm -hmm. think about that Mm -hmm. in the sense that you know the body is also matter you know what i mean physical reality is you Mm -hmm. know plastic bottles and frivolous fashion and but matter is also trees you know and I wonder Mm -hmm. (laughs) where the line is and where we start saying well if our spirits are going to rejoice that also means detaching from the body that also means being like okay fuck it I can have a robot uh you know operate on me I can you know change my gender I can get a bunch of surgery to look anyway because my body is matter right and then that's when Mm -hmm, we kind of couldn't keep going (laughs) but i guess the balance is key (laughs) that's interesting but that's always where i get stumped with older people do you really respect a lot of their opinions but then they're they're like hate 5g and it's kind of like okay well yeah what is that yeah that kind of ends like the fear sets in and yeah and i always tell people it's like we can't go yeah and then you go into like conspiracy yeah yeah you can't go backwards i think about that like we can't Um, delete 5g we can't delete the internet we can't delete the phone like we're not going to go back to any sort of like pure nature life so how do we i don't know see the role of the spirit in you know in the future yeah yeah i think because yeah i get what you're saying and i do agree with a lot of it i think the the one thing that i i try to be aware of personally is like detaching fully from the body because um the body is a conduit to the Mm -hmm. spirit like the body um get sick and tells you that you need to to mm-hmm. slow down you know like the body is you, you get a pain I, I when I was in a very specific point in my life when there were a lot of things going on that I was kind of numb to I had a pain in, in my heart mm-hmm. like in front of my heart for mm-hmm. years it felt like a rock was there and then I like moved and and things changed and I like noticed one day I was like oh my gosh that like that mm-hmm. rock is not there mm-hmm. anymore and that, you know, I couldn't really do anything about the rock because I couldn't change my entire situation at the time. But that was, the body was telling me, like, listen, like, something's blocking you. Like, you are feeling stifled. Mm-hmm. You're so numb, but you can feel this physical manifestation of it, right? So I do think there's a lot to be, a lot to, like, practicing non-attachment to the to the physical and, you know, technology and seeing the balance there. But there is, like a real danger in losing complete Mm -hmm. connection with your sensations because it seems like but it's true like i i never went on a hike i didn't go on a hike till i was like 20 same dude like i think about that and like (laughs) the people out here are so like nature is the answer and i'm like well the conversations we're having like i managed to get to the point that you got to in a fucking like corner apartment in the middle of a loud Mm -hmm. city and like it makes me question you know obviously how I feel now I'll say is that tangible reality is all tangible reality and it starts at your body 
nature is also tangible reality animals bugs all these things that we can glorify as like being more pure than technology but they're just on a spectrum you know tangible mm-hmm. reality begins with the basics mm-hmm. the trees everything and then it gets into what we've done with our tangible reality through manipulation but it's really all on the spectrum of tangible reality and mm-hmm. you could say one is better obviously like obviously you know there's more energy and beauty in a tree than a cell phone but is it about beauty you know and feeling I don't know it's hard to think about well there's there is something too like I will say on that first hike that I went on (laughs) I I was (laughs) it was like a truly transcendent experience and I I was uh, a tiny bit high but only a tiny bit and I remember like scrambling it was in Sedona and I was scrambling up the side of this mountain that I was not Mm. equipped to climb and I noticed that the couple that I was with on this hike had a little mm. dog and the little dog was hopping from like tree branch to tree branch. And I realized I was like, oh, my gosh, that's why they say take the high road, <laughs> because there's like things you can grab onto. And and there was like there were so many truths that echoed back mm. to me in that one hike that you know, you, it's like all of these phrases that we have come from nature because nature does have so mm-hmm. many truths and I do think, you know, the phone, a phone is never intuitively going to tell you, um, take a breath. Like the, mm-hmm. the wind is blowing, it's blowing in my face. I'm literally giving, being given oxygen mm-hmm. and I'm going to take a breath. A phone's never yeah. going to tell you that intuitively, you know, you're going to have to download an app. <laughs> yeah. It'll die. Or <laughs> to, your phone to, like, will die. Give you a notification. Like, go, go outside. Yeah. It's true. The phone will die and you'll be like, oh, I will die yeah. one day nature or maybe we're just i do think the role of nature i don't know like i'm thinking we're so much closer to nature that we can communicate with it far far better than any of the stuff we've manipulated it into you know exactly like it's our friend more than anything (laughs) yeah and i do think like nature is a very yeah it's a consistent energy whereas technology is is Technology has been manipulated by man, so technology, like, by default has more ego mm-hmm. within it, right, energetically. Totally. That's what I... Yeah. But nature is its own entity, and nature is, like, a tree holds, like, just pure mm-hmm. being, which is exactly what... That's the essence mm-hmm. of who we are. So a nature is, like, a very pure form. I would never, ever, ever want to live in a world without nature, Same. and I don't even consider myself, like, a hiking nature yeah, freak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but it's so, yeah, it's just balance, I guess. It's like as we put all these efforts to conf- to control every single part of our lives and be the most comfortable, it's like we can't, we can't exist without, you know, the stuff that's out of our control and always yeah. will be. Yeah. yeah. And you can't deny the fact that like having a tree out the window or like a little house plant, like it, it just makes, makes everything you feel... Better. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 When we moved so. to Silver Lake and we weren't in Mid City anymore, like by the freeway, it was so different. Mm-hmm. So so totally. different. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um. I heard this thing um in a podcast a couple days ago that was talking about this new industry of creating uh, historical smells. Mm. 
that you can go to a museum in a, in a few years. The idea is you can go to a museum and be transported to a battlefield wow. because it will what? recreate the smells of the battlefield. No fucking way. And then they were like, they were like, well, then this gets into the question of industry because you already have perfume brands signing on to be in the museum gift shop, and it, you know that yeah. everything goes from there. But I was thinking about it because nature and smells mm. like it's all so connected, and it's that's the closest uh, sense to your memory mm. is is your sense of smell um but i was like wouldn't it be crazy if we create this new technology that cre- can create smells from however many years ago and someone smells it and that is like the way that we access past lives <laughs> <laughs> because we're like tapping into this crazy memory that we weren't able to access yeah. before because the smell wasn't there i don't know who knows Honestly, very possible <laughs> yeah because i feel yeah smell and taste are like deep deep dna brain <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, that would be cool do you have any idea what you were in a past life any concepts i prob. i feel like i was just like a like i lived like a monastic life in mm. some way for sure like either like a nun in like a cloister <laughs> or like a a monk in a fucking mountain or something because <laughs> i think a lot yeah, of- you're so like <laughs> I'm just so like you know, put me in a little Yurt. a little thing, and I don't know. I I don't know. I, I, I really just think that was a lot of my past yeah. life. Maybe all of them were just like different versions of that, and this is my first time where I'm supposed to like go out into the world and bring whatever I have. Yeah, you know, to the world, world. The nun, the nun hits um, LA. But like you know, it's like. I don't think I've never been one of those people that's like I was Cleopatra. I was That's just crazy. I was yeah. Joan of Arc. Yeah. I mean unless I'm sure <laughs> some people it's real, but it is pretty wild to like see someone flex through past lives. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, like I'm I was a king. <laughs> yeah. Like, sure. What about you? Do you have any I ideas? I have kind of one that I feel like is certain because I've seen it in dreams a couple times and then somebody the two mm-hmm. The couple, two times that I've had, like, past life regression, like, courses, like, meditations, people saw the same thing, mm-hmm. which was, like, just straight up, like, evil blind witch. And I've seen her in the mirror Whoa. in dreams, like, just, like, with the eyes get very, like, like, that blue that's all fucked up. And uh-huh. just, like, witchcraft, like, just a peasant witch that just, like, really fucked. And I relate mm-hmm. to it in the sense that I had that experience in a mild way in this life of going too far with witchcraft. And then also I'm Mm -hmm, constantly mm -hmm. like managing like I feel like energies and another reading I've always gotten is that like my karma is so strong in this life. Like I have to just like Mm -hmm, if I do something bad, mm -hmm. like something bad's going to happen. Like I just have to be so aware of my impact. And Mm -hmm. I just feel like if past lives are a true signifier of your life now, it's just like it makes fucking sense. And also people have seen it. Mm -hmm. It's like a peasant like Mm -hmm. UK. like blue-eyed freak that's great that's where you're like your um petty impulses that you oh, fight totally <laughs> literally my petty impulses <laughs> how ready i am to just like fucking banish people it's crazy <laughs> we gotta manage her she's in there trying to win yeah. <laughs> but we've learned our lesson that's so funny that's so funny. Yeah, we have our it's it's interesting too because that does kind of explain our personalities now too, where it's like our opposing um 
our yin and our totally. yang and then we have the the similarity of like the spiritual connection yeah 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 100 <laughs> percent. damn you and i definitely like i don't know like if past lives are it'd be so thing, crazy if we knew like each other we in should past do life. in the future like get some like renowned like past life regressor and be like yo what the fuck happened (laughs) yeah 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 we should do the people who didn't the kardashians get a past life reading yeah they told told kim that her like dead dad was like in her baby i wouldn't want that oh my god remember that i wouldn't want to know like your father is reincarnated yeah i I remember that also her son weirdly looked like a little old man like since birth Mm -hmm. it was just like crazy damn well, you know the whole thing with, like, the dad, he went to a psychic once because he was a mm. huge non-believer, and he was, like, told by the psychic, your family's name will be known around the world, and he was like, this is bullshit, and then he passed wow. away, and obviously that he passed away thinking being the truth, wow. yeah. Facts, factoids. Yeah. Okay, that was fun. I feel like that yeah. was very stonery. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see, we got this one review that was, like, it was, like, a one-star review on, like, Apple Podcasts, and they were, like... They're like these two girls, like like stoner drawl or something. Yeah, it was like stoner like, LA girls. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, I mean, true. Well, they then they said Gwyneth. They were like stoner Gwyneth Paltrow for art kids, like avoid. Yeah. And I was like, I mean, they're thank not lying. <laughs> I know. I was like, thank you, <laughs> thank you, son. That is the vibe that I want. Yeah, and I think have. <laughs> yeah, for the record, we're not high right now. I know I haven't had weed. It's so crazy. My friend gave me a, a huge glass thing of weed that she grew herself, and I just like left it at her house on accident. I was like, "Damn." Mm. I do have this urge to smoke joints here, though, like casually, like just mm-hmm. be like writing with like a joint in my hand. Yeah, we don't smoke weed really at all. Yeah, and we're not stoners. No, but we are chilled. Did you see the standard closed? So sad. I know, really weird. It's just one of those yeah. places that you don't think closes because it's so upscale. Yeah. Um, but yeah, FYI, you guys, the Standard Hotel in West Hollywood, right on the Sunset Strip, iconic, iconic. <laughs> announced they were closing yesterday on Instagram. And James and I have a connection to it because this is actually quite interesting. Yeah. <laughs> the Standard Hotel, they had this art installation where behind the concierge desk, you'd walk in the main desk. Behind them was this huge not huge it was like human-sized like glass box yeah rectangular always glass had, box yeah like just the perfect size for like a person and then like maybe like a couple extra feet and there was a bed in there and initially i think the installation was just a girl in underwear and like a tank top just in there and then later they started trying to make it more like artistic and they would an artist would come in and change the design like inside the box or they'd things. have the model do different things and so they had a call for well my friend so my friend Vahan was friends yeah. with the guy who was running the program and so the yes. guy put out on his Instagram in his story just like we're doing mm-hmm. an open call for box people and so yeah. my friend Vahan sent it to me and was like, you could do this because he knows I'm a little art hoe. And, <laughs> and we went over there. <laughs> we went over there. <laughs> Got interviewed immediately by two guys. It was one of them was like very uh, like kind of rock and roller. Like that's such a typical like L.A. type that I've never understood, which is like older guy, like long, stringy, kind of like highlighted hair and like a hat, yeah. like a. Adventure Very like hat. timeless Hollywood that I think I always think is over, and then you see someone like him. 
yeah like hollywood cowboy yeah totally and i'm like where do you guys convene um him and then (laughs) the other guy who actually i follow on instagram now um who is just sort of like a cute like guy (laughs) like i just like clean cut hair like nothing no drama yeah um and we got interviewed by them and they were just excited and we talked about our like artistic attributions we could add and you and I were so fucking excited and nervous and then they were just like oh you have it like it was so casual yeah and they emailed and were like hey like we'll get you in touch with like the payroll people and then literally a week later I get an email that I've never gotten before in my life because I've never worked in an office and it was like a goodbye team email it was so disorienting (laughs) it was like (laughs) the guy who like hired us was like hey everyone I've accepted a position at Soho Warehouse and it's been so amazing being your culture leader. If you yeah. have anything, you know, ask this woman. And then it just was like over. And it yeah. seemed like that they stopped doing the box like slowly. Yeah. Maybe if Damn. they had kept the box, the standard would still be there. Damn. Maybe if they had us in the fucking box. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The only time I was there never the was for that interview. And I remember being like, oh, it's like AstroTurf. It's not real grass around this pool. And then yeah it was beautiful wasn't in there. too impressive it was nice yeah it was really nice i wonder how the rooms were mm-hmm. um definitely would have liked to experience it in my i think now we're in like hotel era yeah yeah yeah, yeah. like we're at the age where you start experiencing hotels and being like oh that's that thing <laughs> man i love la dude <laughs> that's like what the only like you know what i mean like we interviewed to be i know i know i wish i really like we can just recreate that one day because i admit, i want to yeah. be in the box put me in the box the standard Ugh, i love the effort that la puts into hotels yeah like it's phenomenal <laughs> <laughs> like it's out of this world because they have to yeah uh, I can't wait to stay in the Petit Hermitage again. I knew you were thinking about that one. That's I just one. love it. I was thinking, I was like, what What would I be mad that closed in LA? And I'd be like, the Petit Hermitage for sure. What would be, what are some things that you would just, because what have we lost? We've lost Swingers, but Swingers came back. I wish yeah. I ate there before I left, honestly. Yeah. Um, swingers came back. Can't wait to go. Well, we can't eat inside anyways, which is like half the battle. Right. But we lost Santa Monica Swingers. We lost... Amoeba music, which I didn't have a big connection to, yeah. but that was pretty iconic for a time. Yeah. The standard. Yeah, I, I'm trying to think about <laughs> what would really affect me. And I Swingers was super sad. Like, I remember just being heartbroken yeah, about that. Yeah, that was that. insane. But for the record, Swingers is a diner, a very unique diner in Santa Monica where James and I, like, when we were scheming to move out of our parents' house, we <laughs> would go there. We would listen to Drake's album. Which one was it? The... If you're, if you're reading, reading this, this it's too, too late. late. Yeah. We'd, re- we'd listen to it in your red fucking Ford Explorer yeah. that was falling apart and it had duct tape that tied the, yeah. <laughs> uh, taped the headlight on and we would go and have to blueberries blueberry and we would milkshakes. get, yes, we'd get the blueberry milkshake, sometimes kind of like a, probably a Mexican food dish, like mm-hmm. the quesadilla. Yeah. I would be drawing, we would be laptopping. Yeah. Yeah, we were just like laptop. We had nowhere to go because we couldn't be home and <laughs> yeah. we had to scheme our lives elsewhere. So wild. Yeah, that was fucking fantastic. Yeah. <sighs> I'm so glad we went there on the final days. And like, remember, they only they, the menu was so limited. They were like, oh, we could <laughs> oh, pay you yeah. in blocks. Yeah, we couldn't even, yeah, we couldn't get anything we really wanted, but we got, we, so the Santa Monica location is closed forever, but the Beverly location 
closed during the pandemic, which was heartbreaking also. Mm. And the Beverly location has come back, but the San Monica location is, is gone for good, I would say. Mm-hmm. And so... Which was just so iconic. Also, this diner, you guys, was just... Hu- it was like a huge banquet hall because there was no rooms. It was just one big room. And yeah. every time you went there, you'd see someone you knew. Yeah. Because you could take the whole room in at once, and it was just so popular for, like, West Side Kids. And you'd always see someone you knew. I remember seeing this couple that, like, disappeared. They were getting chess lessons there. Remember that? We hadn't seen them in oh, a long time. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. And then we go there late lessons. at night, and they're getting chess lessons, and they were, like... <laughs> I was like, well, if you didn't want to be seen, why are you at Swinger? That's so funny. And then there were certain people that you just knew would be there. You'd see people from high school. Yeah. Man. Cafe 101 closed. Did you see that? Like a couple, Cafe like last week. It's in Hollywood. Um, and it was, it's sort of more iconic for older people. But it's funny because Chris did a, a commercial there. He shot a Calvin Klein commercial mm. there. And they were like, he was like, I remember seeing that everything was sort of like, put away but i thought it was just because of the pandemic wow. so it was probably right before they decided to close i saw his lana video <laughs> yeah so good i was like it's funny because he does stuff all the time obviously and some are like amazing right that in my in the sense that like it's a celebrity that i fawn over and mm-hmm. like seeing him film like lana in her car being i was like oh my god i know i know Lana's i remember like on scene <laughs> when he first said that he was gonna shoot that video i was like yes this is the man i love but <laughs> but because because lana was just iconic for us and yeah it's interesting because he was like not expecting that video to hit at all Mm. he was kind of like this will come out maybe i'll post about it maybe i won't and he was surprised because he got so many people you know yeah she really played it up on her stuff mm-hmm. hardcore mm-hmm. well weren't you in the background okay so i feel like now we're just like talking about stuff but but chris is james's boyfriend and he's a very esteemed cinematographer and he does a lot of kind of really like the most famous artist music videos and but they're always really artistic amazing projects and so we always get to kind of hear about these yeah. <laughs> amazing p- projects because of Chris. Yeah. Um, you were on Lana's Instagram because you were in the back, right? You <laughs> yeah. were in the background of the video on your phone. Yeah, yeah. So there's a photo. Fo- okay, wait, a, I want to share that. There's a video, if you go to her Instagram, of her, like, dancing with the with the girls in the video. And it's right after they wrapped. And um, it's clearly, like, late at night and outside. And so the camera is just, it's someone's iPhone and they're taking a video and right at the very (laughs) beginning you see Chris in the corner and he's like talking to his crew and then you see a camera guy pushing a cart and that's this other guy that I know and then it weirdly like cuts to me uh, and it's like then for some reason like for like a quarter of a second the screen is just mostly me on my phone and then you see the the phone (laughs) camera whip away because I like am not paying attention. But I was yeah. there because they were running out of film. They shot it on film, and they needed mm. much more than they thought because it was such an elaborate You delivered film day. to the Lana set. I did, and so I picked it up. I had to go pick it up from a refrigerator. Because oh Chris has, like, Wait, a remote I didn't know it was that lucrative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Yeah. I thought you were just, like, visiting him, like, hey, babe. I didn't know you were bringing film to the set that needed film for Lana Del Rey. Well, it was funny because <laughs> I I don't really care to go to video sets because – you know, there's always another person. And again, like I'm not super celebrity uh, aware, mm-hmm. but Lana's like an icon, right? 
And so totally. I kept saying as a joke, like, hey, if you need anything, like, hey, babe, like, if you need anything. And then I checked in at, like, literally 11 p.m. And I was like, hey, babe, like, going to sleep, but if you need anything. And he said, oh, ha, 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 but also we're running out of film. Like, I don't know if we're going to make it through this night. It's going way over um, in time. And then I said, do you want me to run you film? So then I actually had to leave our house I left Joey, obviously, because dogs, and I went to <laughs> another, Joey. like, Chris has a bunch of film stored in the garage of another couple's house, because <laughs> we have, like, mm. a really tiny house and a really tiny, tiny, tiny fridge, and so I had to go mm. to their garage, open it with a key code, get the specific type of film, and then jet over to Franklin Hills, where they were filming, go in this crazy, windy road, I actually went around this park that they were shooting in twice because it was so confusing and bring him the film. So I was totally mm. allowed to be there. Like it was legitimate, but also no one knew that I was there. So it was still like kind of low key, but <laughs> but I just showed up and I was wearing like a little like f- like floral canvas jacket and <laughs> amazing. Trying I not love to that stand you're out. really part of the process. Mm-hmm. Like the end of the video but it was, was a all really lucky. <laughs> it was it was really lucky because I got to be there when there was, like, a live wolf, and I've never seen a live animal on set before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was crazy, and, like, and I also said to Chris, like, I can't believe that there's, like, I didn't, he didn't tell me. It was huge. It was beautiful. (laughs) And it would, like, go up and lick Lana's face, which it wasn't supposed to do, and the trainer kept being like, hey, like, (laughs) like, it wasn't fully in control. (laughs) Oh, my God, an untrained wolf. Yeah. (laughs) That is so sweet. Yeah. So, That's yeah, so everyone crazy. everyone check I love out that um, story. Yeah, check out the post and you can see me on my phone. Chemtrails. I think I was like frantically thinking of something to text you cuz I didn't know what to do. <laughs> oh my god, I'm in the video then. You're texting me. <laughs> no, you were definitely texting me during the set. You were texting me all about the wolf <laughs> and I was forwarding it all to Harry because th- there's a pipeline of like Chris experiences <laughs> to James to me and then to Harry because Harry loves celebrity and so I was like Harry Lana Del Rey is on set with a <laughs> wolf licking her face <laughs> so funny the Chris to Harry pipeline <laughs> but she's great and she's really in that world of like I've just been really into like the LA indulgence content mm-hmm you know yeah she's on it so it's like her Sofia Coppola movies and that's all I got right now (laughs) for just the con the content that's like the Chateau Marmont and like I watched somewhere last night by the way oh my god what did you think I liked it a lot I um okay good (laughs) uh Chris actually saw it him a few years ago and then like used it mm. as a reference for a music video that he shot and so he was like really excited mm. to watch it um, okay i love that i love that you guys were hyped yeah i just wanted to tell everyone i watched the movie somewhere a long time ago i want to tell that story <laughs> then i watched it again the other night because it's more relatable now and then i just made everyone i know watch it because it's on hulu and like I'm just getting everyone's opinions, and there's just nothing more fun. Yeah. So hit me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I mean I really enjoyed it. I thought that the acting was great. It really was interesting because I this is my first time seeing it, so I don't have like a mm-hmm. context of like whoa I've I've changed or has the movie changed. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's very adult. But it's like it's Sophia doing Sophia in the best way possible because she has totally. such an inside look at like what being that 
person is where it's like your life is kind of migrated in a way sort of out of your control when you are focusing on your career and Mm -hmm. not saying that that's her life but I think she was surrounded by people who probably had that life and Mm -hmm. and I just loved I loved it because it is such a specific vibe and that dude is like if you look him up he's like a b-movie actor but he is like the perfect Mm -hmm. he's the perfect face for like perfect body yeah his, like, little belly yeah it killed me yeah and he his little muscular ish arms <laughs> right right right. the terrible tattoos <laughs> so good um but i just i i love that it kind of leaves you with more questions than answers um mm-hmm. and you know i don't know i guess spoiler alert everybody um if you want to watch it but like he just ends <laughs> up walking into we don't know like a, a plane like a field at the end but of he it. stops living at the hotel he stops living at the hotel but it's like what is he is he walking towards his new property chris is like maybe he's going to mm. get his daughter but i didn't think that mm. but it's like <sighs> there's no we don't know what's going to happen to this man and i mm-hmm. i think that sofia coppola does that really well where you get to know these characters you get so invested and mm-hmm. then just just like real life you don't know what happens to them yeah it's just a vibe yeah it's so accurate when harry was watching it yesterday he was like six minutes left he's like he's gonna crash isn't he he's gonna crash and die <laughs> and i was like i ain't saying nothing that's and so he was funny. like or nothing's gonna happen and because that's honest yeah, <laughs> right. like, it's, yes, it's honest it's very honest it's honest um, I will say the first time I saw that movie was when we were living in Venice mm-hmm. and I was working in an art store and there was this guy that was a really famous graffiti artist in the area. Not Well, he was a famous graffiti artist. I would say artist, not graffiti artist, because he started with graffiti and then he just, the guy who did like burrow and stuff, okay, you know what yeah, I'm talking about? Yeah. And so he was like a local celebrity hardcore and I would say the first like somewhat celebrity that I ever <laughs> was in the vicinity of in the sense of that energy of like being known. And he would come in and I sort of developed a crush on him and he had just the same vibe of the somewhere guy. And uh, he, I ended up like pursuing him and then we hung out at his house, which was like this studio in Santa Monica. And he had just this typical life, you know, but he was so well known in Venice and had just come out of a time where he was having art shows and was like famous and just really cool. And he was so depressed and like... Mm a drinker and I think really into some hard drugs that I later found out from someone else and he was obsessed with that movie and he was like I love the movie somewhere and he was like I just relate to it I don't know why like he was like so like (laughs) this tortured artist that was like and he was like he's just this guy and he he would put on his computer while we were hanging out constantly this like YouTube mashup of the scene when uh the guy and his daughter are underwater and Uh he was like i just relate to him so much he just lives in the chateau marmont like is just like washed up Uh then i watched the movie and i was like god this guy has such an ego (laughs) you know and i was like he thinks he's this like washed up actor but now i get it like i get it you know but he was i was 21 or something and he was like 28 and now i'm 26 and i'm like okay i understand the feeling of like success or like a successful moment or a moment in life where you should be grateful and you're just not Mm -hmm. and you're like laying there you know yeah like just the energy of that movie it's like the the striptease and he falls asleep that was my favorite (laughs) i know the reoccurring also the reoccurring blondes yeah like he just had this like and then his daughter was blonde which was trippy like it was kind of this like weird and then i loved how he you know left his daughter out of 
some moments you know what I mean yeah. like where he was like bad time like get out of here totally, <laughs> or whatever totally. yeah. and I also like that Sophia sort of she's so good at doing this because she leans towards something and you're really worried like like the car crash mm-hmm. you're worried it's gonna happen like when um, mm-hmm. the daughter was hanging out with his friend and the friend and her were like coloring on the guitar and the mm-hmm. dad's friend was sort of being inappropriate, like being like, ballet teachers all drink, you know, too much wine. And I kept thinking, yeah. like, he's going to make a move on her, and this is going to be so painful. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she's 11. It's like this age of innocence. And that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. But it, but she yeah. still, like, creates this this aura of, like, oh, it could Possible happen, danger. and this dude could be skeezy. And, like, you're growing up around these people, and we all have, mm-hmm. like that dude that we can think of you know um, totally like your dad's friend that just like never had kids and just like hangs around and like guesses what kind of underwear yeah, I'm never wearing. crosses any lines <laughs> sorry what what <laughs> James who <laughs> oh my god yeah yeah <laughs> so she really touched on that for us yeah there goes oh my god. computer <laughs> computer just crashes to the ground Um, your computer is done with us yeah i also if this is like a long episode like it's fine because i think we skipped like five days Mm -hmm. we had technical difficulties y'all yeah we we tried we tried to record a couple times we tried yesterday my internet went out i met my landlord for the first time yesterday because he's been vacationing in utah and i was like vacationing in utah yeah he's actually from utah and he was like snowboarding and he came back and was like great to meet you it's just <laughs> you're like how is the powder rick oh yeah it's for real dude what should i do today maybe i'll go to the post office it's been really windy so the beach like i went to the nude beach the other day and i like had my little moment but then the wind just like kicked my ass Ugh. yeah it's windy season it's it's windy over here too it might rain later today which i would love yeah yeah it's been rainy every night i like it It'll be good. Da, 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 da. But yeah. Well, this was a good um, good catch up. Um, okay, well, I guess I'm going to walk to the post office. I have two hours. Oh, you're going to walk to the post office. Oh, there's something for you from me. <gasps> what? Yeah. I think it, yeah, it should be there. Yeah. Okay, I definitely have to go now. Because I was just thinking, I was like, do I mean? Because it's like, I think this brand sent me something, but now I'm really going to go. Yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. Okay, I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> yes me in this windy day oh my god i'm so excited okay cool well i yeah. want to keep talking to you i think what's happening is like we we just want to talk but yeah, we're yeah. Recording. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just stop, let's okay. just stop recording all right and i'll just update you on things all right so thanks all so right. much for joining thank us thank you guys for tuning in i hope you had fun we and, did uh, <laughs> keep it up keep going <laughs> keep- <laughs>